This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What else is there left to say except Manchester City are European champions and treble winners. It's Friday the 16th of June. I'm Amos Murphy. And I'm Lou Bardsley. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. On your way back from Istanbul, had one too many beers or one too many kebabs? Well, look no further than Discount Dragon, where you can find all of your daily items like toilet paper, laundry detergent, and loads of other stuff for very affordable prices. Listeners to this show can use the code CITYPODSAVE for an extra 5% off your next order as well. That's CITYPODSAVE. Discount Dragon. T's and C's apply. Well then, Luke, welcome back. We've made it to Friday, just about. I don't know about you, but this week has been somewhat of a slog after getting back. Well, it's only been a three-day working week for me, actually. Um, didn't start back until Wednesday. Got got home from Istanbul uh, Monday night and then straight just slept straight through on Tuesday. So it hasn't been too bad, but... Look, Manchester City don't win the treble every week, so when they do, you've got to party hard. Um, how, how's it been for you? Yeah, you're a lucky guy, mate. I was in work on Monday morning. I've had to do a right week long slog, but yeah, I mean, I've been I've been kind of untouchable in work this week. It's been fantastic. I work with quite a few um, United fans. I work with Liverpool fans, uh, a couple of Chelsea fans as well, and yeah, there's been no one who's been able to touch us, um, which has been quite a nice feeling, really. When Everyone's saying and just complimenting your football team all week, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, you are correct as well." 
I, yeah. Do, do you think it started to sink in yet, though? The fact that City have won the treble, I, I keep sort of forgetting about it, and I keep seeing something or reading something or even just thinking to myself, "Oh shit, Manchester City have won the treble, the Premier League, the FA Cup, and the Champions League in one season." It it just because because obviously we're not strangers to success anymore, and I, and I think we're beyond the part where you know for the first couple of trophies, the first couple of Premier Leagues, even the first sort of the few trophies under Pep when we were sort of turned into this winning machine, it felt a little bit of a novelty. Seeing City players with trophies isn't a novelty anymore, but seeing them with the Champions League, the FA Cup, the Premier League, all in the same open top bus, all on the same photographs, it, it feels mental. And, and, and I don't know if it will start to sink in really until... Good question. I don't know when it will start to sink in. It's amazing, isn't it? Especially when I think it's something for me Monday night where I just didn't sleep because I was just lying in bed and I was messaging my mates who they've had a bit of a nightmare to get home. We're in a foreign country still um, with flights cancelled. And I was like, mate, Champions of Europe. I was like, well, what is happening? Uh, some of the mates who, well, majority of my mates have had season tickets as well since, you know, God knows, 04, 05. I know that was my first year. And after seeing, going from watching Stuart Pearce in 5 6, with what is it, the least home goals ever scored in the Premier League in a, in a calendar year to winning a European Cup in what, what was it, like 17, 18 years? Fascinating, fascinating experience to be there for the shit times and also the good times as well. Look, I, I'm I'm quite happy with the party going on forever. To be honest, I don't I don't want it to stop, and and if you don't let it stop, it won't stop. Um, we do have to sort of switch attention, though. It feels a bit weird saying that after just less than a week after the Champions League final. But we do have to switch attention to next season. Um, one of those news stories was the fixtures list that we're, we're going to cover today, and and it started off obviously with uh, our city will start off sorry with Vincent company away um I, I need to keep I mean I mean Burnley away it's not Vincent company's team it's like the Frank Lampard effect but um Turf Moor away from home Friday night eight o'clock kickoff the first game of the season I'm already smelling a little bit of a, a narrative forming um it's not the worst game for city I don't think that they could have got but it's it's probably not the most preferable one. I mean, I, I feel like it's probably the worst worst home first game we could possibly get. First two, first two. Anyway, we're going to come up against a Burnley who've just, who've just come up. They're probably going to have signed five, six players. They're going to be absolutely flying, proper up for it. Friday night in Burnley. It's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting game. I think that could be a really high-scoring game. That, that, could be, that could be a blockbuster. I was talking to my mate. Um, so there's a good mate that I've met kind of through just um, like creating content. Um, who I was talking to him last night because he's a big Burnley fan who was home and away. And I was like, yeah, it's never going to happen. Like, surely not. I was like, I said to him, I said, this is literally your best time to play Man City. You're going to want us first game of the season. He went, yeah, the leaks are not going to happen. Well, the leaks were 100% correct, weren't they? Newcastle at home, second game of the season. That comes after a Super Cup, UEFA Super Cup game against Sevilla in midweek on the Wednesday in Athens. Obviously, Newcastle, a lot has been made about their sort of fantastic rise under Eddie Howe. They're into the Champions League, but that won't start until, well, September. And I do feel a little bit shortchanged, really, that City don't get to play Newcastle after a Champions League fixture because I think it would have been much easier for City to, to negotiate that game because... We don't know what's going to happen in the summer. We'll preview a few of the transfer moves that might happen in part two of today's show. But first home game of the season, 
you probably wouldn't out of all the teams available, bar United, maybe Liverpool have picked Newcastle to be your first home game? No, definitely not. I mean, straight after that, we've got Sheffield United, another newly promoted team to go straight out. Hopefully, Sheffield United get pumped the first two games and that'll help us a little bit. But imagine if they get one win out of two there and and you're coming up looking at Man City at home and you're thinking, let's get up for this 100%. Um, I feel like on on the whole, even though we've kind of got a fairly difficult start, um, I feel like out of majority of the runnings, probably our running at the end of the season is probably going to do us the most favours out of majority of other teams. Um, but it's it's I feel like this season might be up down, up down, up down in regards to feelings with the fixtures. Because if you look at some of the months, you're like, oh god, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think probably City's most difficult month looking at the fixture list on paper is March. And um, for more reasons than one, really, personally for me, it, it starts off March. 2nd of March is the first game that's billed at the moment. I've got everything crossed. This is moved because it's Manchester United at home on my birthday. And I <laughs> I couldn't think of a worse time to spend my birthday than uh, than watching Manchester United. Obviously, if we win, it'll be fantastic. But anyone who's listened to this show for a while knows that Derby Days and Amos Murphy don't mix too well. But after that, it's Liverpool away a week later. Then it's Brighton away. And then it's Arsenal at home to round the month off. There hopefully, fingers crossed, should be an FA Cup game in there. Unless City get knocked out of the Champions League, um, there should be a Champions League game in there as well. That's looking like a, a pretty grim month from a City point of view. Obviously, we don't know what the teams will be like at that time, but it, it's already looking like it could be one of those make or break months that we spoke about in, in so many times over the past few years. Um, I mean, there could be four, that, that could be four of the top six right there. We're playing in um, in in one month, and then we've got Tottenham away the next one. Speaking of your birthday, I've got Tottenham away the worst game of the season on my birthday. What an absolute shambles! I'm like, I'm just gonna be like, oh no. Hopefully, we can see us score a goal. Um, <laughs> well, ain't that that'd be nice? But yeah, um, I suppose. It's, I'm trying to think of a positive there. At least if we, we we've got United at home um, <laughs> in the start start of March, we can start the March off flying hopefully. Uh, but yeah, March is definitely going to be our toughest month, I think, looking at them fixtures. But you know, at the end of the day, you never know, do you? As you're saying, could be FA Cup slapped in there, could be a couple of Champions League. There's going to be a few fixtures move around. You've obviously got United, um, or you, you've got Liverpool playing in your old league as well. They're probably going to go quite far. That's going to cause a few impacts there. So. It, that, that March could be completely different by the end of by the time we get there. Yeah, so, so that running you um, you mentioned, obviously we'll we'll run through it now. But it is really the time that I think most people look towards it in terms of that is the part where we want to see who we may be playing when there are trophies on the line and looking just a quick look at some oppositions like you say it, it doesn't look as if City have been dealt the worst hand obviously Spurs away in a running isn't the sort of game that you would well you, you you certainly wouldn't pick it would you if you were if you were able to design your running but apart from that it, after the after the Spurs away game which is on Saturday the 20th of April it's Nottingham Forest away again not ideal but surely this time City would have enough to win there then it's Wolves at home Fulham away before finishing off with West Ham United at home on Sunday the 19th of May yeah, definitely. I think the West Ham one, I'm, I'd, I'd be expecting West Ham to kind of have their uh, mid-tables kind of spot 
all wrapped up. Hopefully they're not pushing for Europe. I reckon they'll come good again this year. Wolves is one that scare me because I've been tipping Wolves for a kind of relegation um, kind of all, all summer. And I feel like if, if we're coming into the last three games and they're scrapping away for points again, it could return us up. But end of the day, like finishing on a home game is always nice, obviously, for us to be able to hopefully see the trophy lifted at, at the last home game. That would be quite nice if we do get there. Um, and then oh, hopefully the West Ham and City love story will continue evermore. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can have the uh, City and West Ham brothers in arms while City lift a Champions, uh, sorry, a Champions League trophy, bloody hell, um, a Premier League trophy at the Etihad Stadium. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we've got it done and dusted by then, and we can give West Ham a couple of points to get back into Europe. Um, I'm not too sure. That's that's if they are still our friends, of course, because uh, one of the big news stories of this week has been Declan Rice, who, according to reports, has been subject to a bid. Uh, from Arsenal, who are obviously City's uh, closest title challengers in the season that's just gone. That was, for anyone following the story at the time, when the news broke about the bid, it took about five, maybe ten minutes before there were briefings that the bid had been rejected. West Ham not happy with Arsenal's opening bid. So that was that one. But alongside the David Arnstein report about Declan Rice was this sort of this little nugget of information that Manchester City are also monitoring his his situation. And, and, and I think it's been common knowledge for a while that City are, are tracking him or are interested in him. But there was this sort of, this, this now taking it up a gear almost, saying that City will now actively approach Declan Rice and, and sort of go after him, whether or not that includes a bid. I'm not quite sure the mechanics of the deal or whether or not City are that interested. But there was a, this sort of this hint from Arnstein that perhaps City are in the race more than people might think. And um, we'll, we'll start with the obvious question, Luke. Declan Rice to Manchester City. If, you, if you're in the boardroom, is it something you're pushing for? Is it something you're sort of fending off against? What, the future England captain? I've been at City. I mean, of course, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? He is he's the second-best, probably, English midfielder at this moment in time, behind Jude Bellingham, who's just got his move to Real Madrid. Fair dues to him. Again, he's, he's another one who seems a nice lad. The thing about Declan Rice that I would like at City is he fits his character, the way he handles himself, the way he parties. He fits into that squad. Imagine him and Grealish on a night out. Oh, my God, it'd be a dream, wouldn't it? Imagine them trophy parades and you've got Declan Rice hanging off the bus, jumping around. Right? Yes, I know exactly what you mean about Declan Rice. He, he's, he's a player who really excites me, um, to be honest. Obviously, we've seen him a bit deeper this season, but I reckon that's probably because West Ham have been fighting relegation and they haven't properly been sort of at the... the if you can be at your free-flowing best under David Moyes, he's obviously um, a pretty reductive manager at best, but... I, Look, if if and I always, always, always parrot this. If if Guardiola is chasing somebody, my opinion is sort of sold immediately. If if Pep wants a League Two striker who scored a League Two streaker, that would be completely different. A League Two striker who had scored um, one goal in the last sort of four years, I'd, I'd trust him basically. And I think that's where we're getting at really, heading into the transfer window. We're seeing all sorts of rumours, all sorts of players being linked. Half of them obviously uh, pretty bollocks. But in terms of actual players who Pep Guardiola is targeting. 
Declan Rice probably makes sense. The, the only issue here, though, Luke, is is the fact that it could lead to some departures, and, and we expect at least one departure in the midfield area, be that Gundwan, Bernardo Silva, possibly both. But Calvin Phillips is, an, is another name who's being linked. Um, there is some sort of unconfirmed reports from the usual Twitter a Twitter lot suggesting that it could be a, a cash plus Phillips deal for Rice. Is that something you'd um, you'd, you'd be in favour of seeing? Or I mean, I spoke at length about Calvin Phillips and how I'd love him to stay at City, and, I, and I'll get onto it again in a moment. But that possibly that that makeup of the deal maybe suits everyone best if that if that makes sense. Um, I, I don't know really because Calvin Phillips has had a year under his belt now. He's been unfortunate with his injuries, hasn't he? Um, but he's, he's had a year under his belt, learning the system. He's hopefully going to come back fresh and fit, ready to fight for his place, which I would quite like him to do. Um, Declan Rice, if he does come to City, it's going to be a case he's going to have to learn a brand new system. He's going to have to learn to play under a new manager. He's going to have to learn to play with all these different players. Um, it's going to be a bit of a tricky one, really. I would personally like us to kind of stick with Calvin Phillips. Mm. You don't become a bad player in a year. Like, I no. It, do, it no. doesn't happen. End of the day, he's, he's got, look at all his um, talent, but he's been playing for Leeds, playing for England. He's got a bit about him, Ante. I reckon he could really, really kick on next year. So, and for 100 million, it's a lot of money. He can get us a very good winger or a very good centre-half to bring in alternatively. So, yeah. I would, I personally like to kind of sort of stick Calvin Phillips. It would be a big, big stick the two fingers up to Arsenal, though, if we did swoop in a sign rise. So, <laughs> big, big two fingers on it. Yeah, I think the, the the yes or no answer from me comes when, and we're never going to know this, but when we know what Declan Rice's role would be. If it is to deputise to Rodri, which I don't think it would be, then it would be a swift no. Um, I think that's sort of unfair on Declan Rice. He's not going to get the minutes he deserves. And, you know, you said at the top, as an England fan as well, it wouldn't be beneficial to, 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 uh, to Gareth Southgate in England. But at the same time, if it was a gate, if it was alongside Roger, I think he could do that role really well. You know the sort of the sort of style John Stones has been doing, where he can drop in, he can slot in, and then he does have the license to go forward. Um, obviously, what that means for John Stones is another question. But with Calvin Phillips, I, I keep parroting the idea, and I keep saying it and saying it and saying it. But he was signed as a backup to Roger. And after 12 months at the club, is still a backup. Granted, he's not backed him up as much as you'd like him to have been as a backup. But he, he you know, he was never signed, unlike Rodri, as a starter. We always knew Rodri was the man and Calvin Phillips was there as a squad piece. So I don't see why he can't do that role next season, but give Rodri a few more minutes on the bench. Because to be honest, I think we've, we were very lucky with injuries in the sense that we didn't necessarily get as many this season as other teams or maybe we'd have been expecting with the World Cup. So, you know, I, I completely agree. I'd, I'd love Calvin Phillips to stay. I think he's shown enough in the back end of the season, albeit in sort of meaningless games, that he can provide City with enough cover. But at the same time, Luke, if, if there's an option like Declan Rice there Did, it, would it be suicide not to sort of chase him because he is one of England's best midfielders have you said if if the if the figures match and West Ham are saying okay we can have you can have him at a reduced price but we want Calvin Phillips at the same time would it would it be silly for City to say no to that or, or, or again is it you trust whatever they're going to do I mean, I've I've got the utmost trust in the um, board at Man City and kind mm. of whoever makes transfer decisions. That they they plan 
probably further ahead than majority of other teams. Look at Kovacic, yeah. it's already practically yeah. done. And we're not and that was even reported before the transfer window even opened. It only mm-hmm. opened was it today or yesterday? And it's so the, yep. the, the plans are already set up in place there for potential departures. Um Rice hasn't seemed like a potential sort of plan from us. It's always been talks that I've heard personally. It's always either been United or Arsenal. Um so unless Ornstein's made a massive mistake and it turns out it's actually United, he's just put the wrong Manchester <laughs> club, you never know. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I suppose you're also looking at it in the hat of, he's a young lad in Hideko Mice, he's only mm. going to get better and get worse. He's really going to strengthen Arsenal. He's what Arsenal need. Replace Jacker with Rice is chalk and cheese in it, really. Yeah. Um, so he's really, really going to kick Arsenal on this year. But again, if Rice does sign for Arsenal, I don't think they're a better side than us still, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd yeah. rather have Gundo and Rodri as a two. Um, obviously, Gundo, we don't know what's going to happen there. But I I don't think it would be stupid for us to not go for him just because of the stage we're at as a club. But if West Ham do come and say, right, you can have him for £80 million and give us Calvin Phillips, it's, it's, it's a deal that's fair to be mm. taken, in it? Yeah, yeah, and I think we're sort of at that stage as we'll get into in part two. There's plenty of other players who are, who could be on the move, but uh, join us after this quick break as we continue today's show. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you are looking to to purchase some uh, alcoholic beverages for the weekend, obviously head over to the sponsor. But I don't know if you saw this, Luke. There was a few, as you'd expect, alcoholic beverages purchased in the wake of City's treble win. Um, Kevin Grealish, who is Jack Grealish's dad, said that one of the bar bills came to a whopping £47,000. I couldn't even imagine going down the local and dropping forty seven grand and seeing what I'd get. You'd probably buy the whole pub <laughs> and the rest mate i mean yeah. you can buy the whole wholesalers <laughs> not the whole pub. i know you can go even higher than that it must have had a big it must have been quite a few entourages going on there definitely mm. well we saw the um the video of jack Grealish of him and his friend at what was it 6 a.m after the final of his friend looking a little bit worse to wear imagine <laughs> if there's a group that. of 10 friends doing that and <laughs> Grealish's family it could easily it could easily go higher and higher and higher but I yeah. suppose there must have been champagne flowing like it was nothing. But we had a massive tower of glasses just throwing it everywhere. I don't blame him. I'd, I'd love to know how much of that £47,000 was drunk or wasted with mm. celebrations. Because I reckon a lot of it has been thrown everywhere. There's been splashes. I, I think that'd be quite an interesting one to look at. Yeah, that, that is a fantastic point. It has to be said. How much was actually consumed? How much of it was chucked over uh, Jack Grealish's and, and, and other City players' heads? Well, um, let, let, let's move on then and, and speak about another player who who could be on the move. Um, Cole Palmer, let's start with him. There's reports that he's going to be allowed to be uh, leaving Manchester City should an offer come in for him. Initially, it looks like it will only be a loan move that City will sanction well, they are open. Uh, the key point, obviously, being they are open to letting him leave. Um, RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga, a team who are said to be reigniting their interest. They previously tried to go after him in the summer and in January as well. Um, and it said that Palmer himself would be open to a loan move. It would be... Now, here's another fellow who, who who's had a difficult season, but a difficult season for, for another reason. 
I struggle to make a full judgment on his suitability for City's team because, again, like Calvin Phillips, he hasn't played enough for me to say, yes, he's good enough. No, he's not. I think with someone like Sergio Gomez, for example, the the signs were clear early on that he probably wasn't up to scratch. Whereas with Calvin Phillips, uh, Cole Palmer, you know, they have had moments, they have had sparks and, and they have had times when they look like they could be beneficial, but maybe not enough in terms of consistency. Being said chance to go and play high quality first team football on the continent in a country which has obviously been kind uh, as we see with Jude Bellingham to to young English talent is it another one where we say okay go off for a year a little bit like James McAtee last season and show us what you can do and, and come back in the summer and hopefully there's a space for you in the team yeah, definitely. I, I think he was, he was going to thrive over there, personally. I mm. mean, the Bundesliga traditionally is a bit more of a slower sort of place league than the Premier League. It's not mm. as sort of high impact, high, high kind of pace. So I think him being over there, just getting to grips with a brand new team, a brand new sort of fresh culture in regards to like a football culture and scoring a few goals, getting a few assists under his belts, under RB Leipzig, he's going to be challenging for Champions League, if not challenging for the title as mm-hmm. well, which can only stand him in good stead as well with experience. I don't see why not. Just let him go over there and have fun, really. I think it would be a, just to go and have fun. Do whatever you want. See how much you improve. See if you like it and go from there. End of the day, um, he has got talent. We all know that. We've seen it. He's a very direct player. He's very good with the ball at his feet. He looks effortless when he's on the ball as well, which does work. He has been a little bit... People have been critical of the fact of him giving the ball away a little bit too easily, but that does mm-hmm. come with directness. So maybe going to a German league, playing a bit more possession-based sort of style, playing that week in, week out, can only improve his career, hopefully. And also, he's a local lad to us, and he's a Stockport lad. I know quite a few people who know him personally. He seems like a nice guy as well. So I think, personally for him as well, to get some minutes under his belt as well will always help him. Yeah, I think him personally is at the point now where a championship loan isn't going to benefit him because he's probably the step above and a a sort of a lower table Premier League loan won't benefit him because he's not going to be getting the right amount of minutes. He's not going to be coached properly. He's going to be sort of said, right, okay, go and get 10 goals a season. If you don't, you're not in the team because we need the goals to stay up. So somewhere like RB Leipzig, he's going to have the time to develop. It's a sort of... It's a chilled atmosphere. It's a sort of it, it suit him really well. I think having watched the sort of uh, setup under Marco Rose, I think the, the, he would benefit from that. So, so there's one we've uh, we've shipped off. Another one, uh, another player, another winger actually, and, and it maybe points towards some sort of incomings that City might need to be making themselves. But Riyad Mahrez, and and this is out of all the transfer stories, including Bernardo Silva, including Laporte, including Gundogan, I think this is the most intriguing one because it's almost came out of nowhere um 12 months ago he obviously signed a contract extension oh drop my pen he obviously signed a contract extension um which would take him to the end of next season but with the new sort of well the new new trend of saudi clubs coming in and picking off as as many sort of older uh european players or european based players as they can Mares has gone onto their radar and he's obviously he would obviously get a big payout. He'd be one of the best players in the league. Should City be able to recoup a fee from the sort of 60 odd million pound they paid for him in what was it, 2018, 19? Um it seems like it's a no-brainer, really, in terms of City. If you can get money on a player who's over his over the age of 30, I think it's one again you go for, you absolutely say yes to it. Yeah, I think he's a no-brainer for both sides, to be honest with you. Like, for Mares as well, he's going to become a poster boy there. 
literally going to be a poster boy in this in that Saudi league. Obviously, being an African player as well, yeah. there might be a lot of African countries watching the Saudi league if it is growing in importance as well. And it'd be it, it's a very sensible sort of signing, really, for for, for the Saudis, I would say. And mm. also, it'd be sensible for us if we get thirty million for a guy who's coming to the end of his sort of peak form. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's managed to adapt his game very well. He's never really relied on pace. He's very, very technically sort of astute, really, apart from with penalties, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Thank you, Matt, full game again. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think it'd just be, it would be perfect for both sides. And again, with this slipping into the media sort of coverage, it makes me think City must, must have someone in there to keep it under wraps where they must, must have a, have a replacement lined up. You've got to think. Any preference? Um, I've, I've, it's been a bit of a weird one. I've been having a few thinks about it. And you, you want someone younger to come in, don't you? And you want someone who we can build and we can sort of mould a little bit. I would want a raw talent, an Elise or an Eze from, yeah. from Palace. That would be, yeah. for me, I think, they would really, I, I get they're not our traditional sort of play style. They're very direct, very quick, use their pace, but they've got a little bit about them. Both of them have got little bits. So I think if we could sign one of them, also helps us with English quota as well. Um, mm-hmm. If we are losing sort of a Kyle Walkers and losing out on the English quotas, it would also help. But yeah, for me to see one of the Palace lads come in, I think it would be a very, very good signing for us. Yeah, obviously, with uh, Cole Palmer, if he's allowed to leave, if Morris is allowed to leave, there's obviously going to need to be an addition in that position, especially considering Phil Foden. There's been news reports mm-hmm. that he's his next position is going to be in sort of central midfield or just behind Erling Haaland. So there is a there's a spot. I, I wonder with James McAtee coming back, if perhaps he could have that sort of sort of early Phil Foden year role where he sort of drifts in and out of the wing. Um, obviously, he would probably won't be ready for a central midfield position yet. So maybe. Maybe he's one to watch, but even still, you're losing two wingers, maybe three. You definitely need to to add uh, add in those positions. Um, finally, then before before we bounce out of there, Kyle Walker, you, meant, you mentioned his name. This this has come out of nowhere, really. Um, obviously, there was a, a little bit of chitter chatter after the Champions League final that he was distraught, really upset not to have started the game, and and he gave a speech to the players saying, you know, your destiny's in my hands or whatever. Something cringy and cheesy like that yeah. but you can imagine the players la- lapping it up but it it he it co- sort of comes off the back of a season where he hasn't been happy with the amount of minutes he's been getting and he's now being linked with a move away he's, he's adding up to a, a massive transition summer for City but do you see for, pers- start off with this one personal opinion do you think Kyle Walker is right to be wanting more minutes at Manchester City. And if he's not getting them at Manchester City to want to move to another club where he can start, or do you think perhaps at this stage of his career where he, where he can win trophies, granted, won it all now, obviously, with the Champions League, but he should perhaps maybe transition his role into being that man who can come in for specific games. He did a job on Vinny Jr., but he's not going to be able to do 50 games a season, for example. No, I, I I would disagree right entirely. That I I think trophies don't matter to him anymore. At the end of the day, he's now won everything. Right, so what's what's the point in sticking around for a few trophies mm. if you're only going to play 15 games a year? I think the the big key factor in all of this as well is his hometown club, the club that he loves as well, are mm. back in the Premier League and they are looking for players. And it would just be a dream sort of scenario for him. I think 
to mm. go be able to go back there. And he seems like a bit of a down-to-earth sort of local Yorkshire lad as well. And I think that he would really thrive in that environment. And end of the day with Carl Walker, he always strikes me as someone who is a bit of a leader, a bit of a first sort of shout up in the changing room, and mm. he wants to play. And that would have been the career-defining moment for him if he would have started in the Champions League. So I, I can appreciate why he would be a little bit a little bit sort of upset and a bit distraught, mm. really, because that's the one thing he's missed out on. Bet he was very happy to have won it as well. <laughs> but yeah, and also, how many years has he got in him, really, in Premier League football? You're looking at two, three, at a very, very push if he's going to turn into Reba and just mm. be an un- unreal athlete all for <laughs> his later years. Um, but yeah, for, for a couple of years, to be able to play Premier League football week in, week out, I don't blame him for wanting to go, personally. Mm. And having known Kyle Walker, what he's like, and, and knowing what a night out in Sheffield is like myself... God forbid Paul Heckingbottom, the Sheffield United manager, <laughs> if he does end up there, because I can just imagine Kyle... Paddy Kenny on a night out till 4am <laughs> yeah. in the morning. <laughs> Bouncing up and down West Street, going off the rails. Um, yeah, he, he wants to move to Sheffield United for game time. He's absolutely not getting any of that if he's uh, if he's out in uh, out, out in Sheffield. But um, Luke, we'll call it a day there. There's plenty more stories we can go into, but obviously it's going to be a long summer of transfer talk. We were just sort of scratching the surface really rounding up after what has been a fantastic week we will be back next week in some capacity i'm not sure on the schedule yet so make sure you're checking out on your podcast feeds for that but luke thank you very much it's been superb pleasure as always amos thank you and to listeners if for anyone who's listened to any episode this week a big thank you what a week it's been i'm ready for a big long sleep over the weekend i can't wait for it i'm going to recharge the batteries ready for a hectic summer um until next time then we'll see you later Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 